Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, another Wednesday evening. Um, for those of you that are listening to us after the fact, of course, uh, this is uh, whenever the hell you're listening to it. Hi, I'm your friendly neighborhood cult leader, Odd, and uh, you're listening to the Cult of Odd. Uh, <clears throat> wow. Um, I gotta say, I love our intro, and I get a lot of compliments uh, on the intro. It is by far one of the best pieces of work and collaborations that I have gotten to uh, create. Um, so the song is a song called We Are Legion. It is from uh, a group called, uh, oh God, why am I blanking on it? Because it's it's actually the Chinchillionaires. It's uh, the lead behind the Chinchillionaires. And uh, he, he, I, I love the song. It's from a band that he's no longer, you know, doing. Um, he had the rights to it. He allowed me to use it. And uh, I like the song, but there were some things that I wanted to do to it for the intro. And I asked permission if I could mess with the song a little bit to try to come up with something for an intro. And I was like, you know, I'll let you hear it before I ever use it, of course. But do I have your permission to do it? And he said, yeah, man, go ahead. And uh, so I took um, what is essentially the the, the, the opening, and it's also reused as the chorus, but... Uh, the other part of it I really like, um, like the whole song is fucking amazing, and I was listening to it and and I was like, you know, this needs that that old uh, was it like eighties Apple commercial vibe to it, right? Like you've got a room full of people. The way I see the the theme song in my head is you have a room full of people that are basically listening to this person and singing this along. Um, and it, it is very much in my head the the style of that that Apple com- commercial from like the '80s where it was very dystopian, very gray. It was a face on the screen, um, and uh, that's a brief peek into how my brain sees things. How y'all doing? <laughs> Uh, so tonight we don't really have any one given topic. I, I I'm gonna tell you right now if you've just recently found the cult about. I want you to know that this show is is ADHD in motion, right? Um, we have certain things that we do want to talk about and that we will be leaning to, but you got to be eclectic if you're listening because I never know which way the wind is going to blow me. And uh, it is always just whatever's in my head at that time i get an idea i want to run something down i do it um and then i uh i shift gears but if you're with us because you like the stuff on the the uh true crime that we just did if you found us with the uh, mystery show um i do have wonderful news for you um, we are going to be at the start of the year, 
um, launching a new show, a new series, I guess, too. Like, we'll see if it becomes full-on show or if it just ends up being a series, depending on how how well we can keep it up. Um, but uh, we will be launching something called uh, Cultivad Case Closed. Check this out. And this does nothing for the people who are listening after the fact. I, I want you to know that. But check it out on YouTube, the video. This is the intro that we've created for uh, Case Closed. Uh, because it's going to be more focused on presenting facts and whatnot. We didn't want a lot to distract you, so it's just going to be music. But uh, so that's the intro for the the show that's coming. It's uh, Cultivad Case Closed. It'll be true crime. Us looking at certain cases. Uh, my uh, my wife Sim will be leading the way. Um, I will get to play the role of the audience, essentially, same as you guys, listening to it and hearing about certain stuff for the first time. There are a few cases that uh, I have taken interest in, so I'll be more knowledgeable there. But I'm I'm going to be the, oh man, really? Or the <laughs> comic relief. So take it as it comes, I guess. If you are listening, say hello in the chat. I I hope you guys are are hanging out and having a good time. Uh, The whole reason that we do this is so you guys have a community that you can interact with. Um, If you are listening on one of the dozens of podcast platforms that we're on, if you get the chance, please make sure you uh, check in on us on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Because um, right now, until the start of the new year, uh, we are every two weeks. But that is the other reason that we're, we're starting Case Closed, is it'll give you something uh, in between the weeks where I'm doing this. What up, Rob? Uh, hey, someone do that coffee command. Be, be awesome and do it for me. Sailor Rob uh, is uh, the owner of the Old Mill Coffee, uh, and you can find it at oldmillcoffee.com. I added sound effects, Rob. I had a hard time figuring out what really symbolized coffee and uh, taking a slurp and uh, that... That that was really, oh, it didn't. Oh wow. I wonder if it's there for everybody else. Well, shit. I heard it. Which, if I hear it, you should hear it. Hold on. Let me see if this one works. Cause uh, if you notice too in the the corner there. Now it'll only do it once, and then there's a cooldown on it. Uh, we'll do this one. Because in the bottom corner, you'll see a shirt design that we have up. It's uh, only available for a limited time.
That's weird. Why do I hear that and you guys don't? Oh, I know what happened. Damn it. Damn, damn, damn it. I know exactly what happened here. Uh, shit, shit, shit. All right, I know what happened, and I will get it fixed for next time. There is not a sound source for it within Discord. That's weird. Well, you gotta love fucking technical problems, right? Um, give me a second. Sure. Hang on, I want to see something. Properties. And this. I wonder if it'll let me. Let's try something, shall we? What is this place? What is it that you do here? Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Open up this door. Yeah, uh, that was my that was my problem. I screwed up. It was me. I did it. I did the thing. Uh, let me see. What's what are you getting? That's weird. I don't know, man. Twitch has been acting weird. Like I, I, I wonder. Let me. Hi, Skelly. I see it. Let me pin it. That's weird. Uh, try refreshing. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, um, I got off base. So the, the, the shirt thing that you had heard, um, is, uh, or the merchandising thing, uh, that is, we have a, a, a shirt design that's up, it's only available for a few days. Uh, I think you might have 10 days to go pick it up. Um, you can use the link that we posted in the chat there, uh, we're trying some stuff, seeing seeing what works, and if the designs do well, um, then we might carry them over and expand. But um, so, while we're on the topic of new shows, the other thing that we're doing is going to be a Patreon exclu exclusive. Um, I like a good scary story. I grew up in the age of Nickelodeon where you had shows like Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, Tales from the Crypt that were, you know, uh, Twilight Zone. And yes, they were put in video format, but the bottom line is they were ghost stories. They were storyteller series. And I wanted to do something similar to that. Me and my friends, we all like spooky, scary shit. Um, so 
we are going to launch a show through the uh, Patreon that will be six of us getting together, each of us bringing a scary story, and one of us each episode will be chosen to tell the story they brought. And the rest of us will sit and will quietly listen to the story being told and then talk about it a little bit afterwards. Uh, the show is going to be called Dead of Night, and we've created an intro for it as well. I'm sure some of the stories are going to be cheesy and a little cor- corny. I uh, I can't do anything about it. I I've got I I I really honestly think this mixer is trying to go. Nah, that's fine. Because the the problem is is I move around a lot. Like, I can't sit still. I look, I'm turning, I'm moving. It is what it is. Anyways, um, so the the idea is, is it, some of the stories might be a little hokey. Some of them might be really creepy. Some of them might be unnerving. Some of them might be downright bad. It doesn't matter. It, 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 I had a segment on the show on the Odd Pod called Tell Me a Story. And I really enjoyed that segment because I think the art of storytelling is getting lost and I like the idea of sitting in front of a radio I guess uh, listening to someone talk to me tell me a story uh, I, every year for Halloween, I will play the, uh, the War of the Worlds, the original 1938 broadcast. Um, this year we did it in the Discord, um, because I won't get in trouble for that, but if I try to push it out through YouTube or Twitch or, you know, really anywhere that people would be willing to listen to it at, um, I would get a violation real quick. But this year, like I said, we did it in the Discord, and uh, I, I don't know. There's something about radio theater that has always captured my imagination. And I don't have the team to be able to do radio theater the right way. But I do have enough people that we could do, like, a storyteller series. And I have people that can tell a, a good story that... Uh, know how to speak clearly and and concisely. Um, 
and that would really enjoy it. And the six people that we've got picked for being a part of it, and the six people, the the five other people other than myself that have committed to it, I think we can put together something really cool and really fun. But I decided that it was a super niche thing, and if you're into that sort of thing, pay it, uh, keep an eye out, pay attention, and when we announce that we've launched it through our Patreon, by all means, head over there and sign up for our Patreon, and you know you'll get access to it. I think I'm going to keep it low. I I tried to do too much with the Patreon before, and I, I think I want to keep it kind of simple this time. Um, maybe as things grow and things go, um, there will be more offerings, but honestly, for right now, I felt that the best thing to do was to, to put Dead of Night over there. So, I got called a name on the internet this week. And it's crazy that I got called this. I mean, not really, because uh, by the definition, I guess I would fall into that. But I'm really starting to get tired of the word woke. Because I feel that the things that are getting deemed woke are just common sense, decent human being things at this point. All right, so Skelly was hanging out with me, and I was talking to him about it earlier this week when it ha- happened. Um, I was actually at work while it was going on. Like, I was uh, doing my job, but I I work from home, so I'm able to have whatever else I want up on my second screen. And... uh I had seen a post that was uh, uh, about a woman who had taken to TikTok that, to say that uh, if you can't afford to tip 20%, you shouldn't eat out. And whereas I know the minefield that that statement is, nevertheless, I proceeded. <laughs> and... Uh, I commented on it, and I don't necessarily disagree with her. Um, And the fact that I'm at work is important because there are two different versions of me that operate, right? There is the professional, you know, tell you to go fuck yourself and you actually possibly enjoying the trip, you know, uh, then there's the side of me that just doesn't give a fuck. And typically that guy gets himself a 30-day Facebook jail. But the other guy, the the guy that, you know, the professional, um, I really enjoy that guy sometimes because there, there's an eloquence to the things that he says in comments. Um, but... What ended up happening here was a mixture of the two. Um, And I got called Lefty Woke because I believe that 
by continually going out and not tipping your server because you feel you shouldn't have to. You are exploiting a situation that you're well aware of. And I call it exploitation because you are aware of it. It's different if you didn't know what was going on. But you know that that server is depending on your tips. Right? And we come up with tons of reasons as to why we should feel justified as to not give that person that tip, right? First off, tipping culture is stupid. It is. It is the dumbest fucking thing ever. Pay the people what they're fucking worth and put to bed all the, the nonsense of, of tipping altogether. I like how the, the other countries do it. Uh, a lot of other countries, tipping is, is an insult. Because it's like, what, you think I don't make enough? Um, but their argument is if they don't like it, get a different job. All right. Let's uh, explore that thought process. What if tomorrow morning, every server in America, every waitress, waiter, maitre d', you know, front of house back of house all the ones that aren't getting paid what they should be decided we don't want to do this anymore and they found different employment wonderful right under the go find a different job if you don't like it wonderful thought process right up until you realize that the entitled people that feel that they deserve to be waited on hand and foot by someone else outside of their own home can't get that service anymore. Then it becomes, well, they're just lazy. Nobody wants to work anymore. Right? Or something along that lines. It's the business owner's responsibility to pay his workers, not mine. Cool. All right. Let's explore that theory, shall we? Say the business owner does decide to pay the workers what they're worth. Say the business owner is, decides or is forced to, either way, pay each individual that works at his restaurant $15 an hour. What do you think that's going to do to the cost of the food? It's going to go up, and it's probably going to go up more than the 20% you should be tipping in the first place. So now they did what you suggested. They went and got different jobs, and now there's nobody to wait on you. Or now they did what you suggested. The business owner is now paying the worker what they're, they're actually worth, and the prices have gone up drastically. Now what's the excuse then? Well, if the prices go up, I'm just not going to go there. So what you're saying is, is you want your cake and you want to be able to eat it too. And I told this one woman who was throwing those, those lines at me, I had said, you know, you're, you're pointing the finger to problem after problem, but I don't think you realize that the call is coming from inside the house. And at that point, that's when she called me lefty woke. 
You're probably one of those lefty woke types, aren't you? Well, ma'am, I guess in today's society, yes, yes, I am. But let me point out a few things to you about the lefty woke society. Um, lefty woke is the, the whole reason that you have the right to vote. That you have the right to work. That you have the right not to get the shit beat out of you because you made the wrong kind of potatoes. It is also the reason why you uh, will not be left destitute if your husband decides he's done with you. Lefty woke is also the reason that black people have the right to vote. That lefty woke politics are also the reason that uh, we supposedly have the right to a fair trial. Um, we... All of these things in our society that people enjoy on a regular basis would be deemed lefty woke if it wasn't for it wasn't the case and we were fighting for it now. You know what they call lefty woke? Accepting that another human being doesn't quite feel like the classification they were given. And I, I'm leaving it at that. I'm not going to say at birth or anything like that. They don't like the classification that they were given. And and, and lefty woke is the, the idea that those people should have the right to reclassify themselves. Right? Um, lefty woke is, is telling two people that they don't have the right to love one another the way they choose. I don't know. All I know is I want to be on the right side of history. And my gut and my brain and my experiences and my interactions with individuals that are all over the spectrum of of living have led me to this point where this is this is what I feel. This is what I believe. I, I don't understand why because I am a straight white male I should have any voice as to what a lesbian uh, person of color uh, you know what? I'm not even going to use lesbian. I, I'm going to use this. Any, anywhere that is different than me, whether it's a, a female, whether it's a black person, like you, you take straight white male, right? Boom. There you go. There's your three classifications. Anyone that doesn't fit into those three classifications that's different than me has every right to exist and be how I'm quote unquote allowed to exist and be I don't have a problem with it and I, I don't understand why others do I don't understand why policies are written specifically against things that don't fall into those three characteristics 
And I think it's been that way for too long. I'm okay with the change. Shit, I got 40 years left. Let's go. You know what? We let the boomers fuck up society. Let's fuck up society for them. Because what all I'm left with in trying to understand the situations that I see in society is that these people obviously don't have someone in their life that they care about enough that fall into any of these other categories. And if they do, and they're ignoring them, then they're just a terrible human being to begin with. And we don't need terrible human beings. Trust me. Uh, we, we, we are actually overstocked on terrible human beings. And everything must fucking go. But yeah, so anyways, I got called Lefty Woke because I believe that uh, I don't have a right to deny anyone anything based off a label. And also because, you know, I fully believe that uh, servers should get 20% minimum. I don't think... Look, I, I broke it down where... Uh, the, I, we don't go out to eat often, all right. And when we do, we there's there's the, the last time that we did, there's usually a minimum. We try not to to spend any more than when we do. And granted, it is just Sim and I, so like sixty to eighty bucks is is our minimum, right? And we'll order off the cheap menu. I don't care. It's it's just the the experience of being out, not in the house, and and having someone else do it. So, 20% as the minimum. The way I learned to calculate to do tips is if your bill is 62.55, you take the decimal point between the 62 and the 55, and you slide that some bitch over one, and now you have 625. Now you take that 625 and you double it, and it becomes 1250. Now, it's your choice from there whether you round up or round down if you don't have change on you. Uh, decent person rounds up. Anyways, so $13, right? That is 20% of a 60, $62.50 bill. Um, most people that are complaining like these people were in the comments section are the types of people that are difficult to servers and customer service and retail workers because they feel it's their right. So look at it as a $13 tax to be an asshole. Now, for someone like myself who enjoys being a fucking asshole, when the situation is warranted for it, 13 bucks is a fucking bargain. I would pay it all day long. But it, it shouldn't be that big of an imposition. And I also believe that eating out, the, going out to dinner 
should be something that you save for. It should not be an all-the-time thing. It should not be a regular occurrence. It should be budgeted for. It should be planned for. And that tip should be part of the plan. And if you don't like it, fight for those workers to have the pay they deserve. Start making noise, start petitions, start pushing, start fighting for it in your city, in your state. You know, maybe eventually federally it'll change. But yeah, so lefty woke if you care about somebody other than yourself, apparently. Now, um, we have another video that we wanted to talk about. We've actually got a couple of things, but this first thing here. There was a trailer released recently. No, it's not that trailer. I'm not showing that trailer because all the channels that have shown that trailer have gotten hidden for violations. We are going to talk about that trailer, but it's not the trailer I'm about to play right now. And again, for those of you listening, you can catch the episode over on YouTube. We're talking about the Fallout TV show trailer. Now, I know some of you aren't video gamers and don't really give a shit. Um, but myself and a lot of the people that I hang around and sim even, we are big gamers. We are big damn nerds. And the the fun of the the nerd culture is the fact of when they take one of our video games turn it into a tv show and get it right or look like they're gonna get it right okay so fallout's got a tv show coming it drops in april of 2024 but they released the trailer and i am amazed at how this thing looks so Let's uh let's watch it together, shall we? I know that I've lived a relatively comfortable life. Stop! Lucy! Dwellers are an endangered species. I do not think you would be willing to do what it takes to survive up here. If you insist on staying, then you will have to adapt. say will be a lovely day 
a bright new sun will suddenly break through. But I don't want to see tomorrow unless I see it with you. I grabbed a moldy one. <clears throat> So if you ask me, it looks like they hit all of the fucking high notes for the game. Um, I've read an uh, interview with Todd Howard that said that he was involved in the, uh, the process of making the TV show. And the way he's looking at it is this is Fallout 5. And by that, what he meant was it is the caliber of story that would have been told through Fallout 5. Uh, I believe the events of the show are going to be considered canon. Uh, probably couldn't get the rights, Skelly. Which is weird, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, but that uh, it is basically the caliber of story that would have been told in a Fallout game and it would have been considered like Fallout 5. Um, two concerns, uh, one concern, one complaint. Um, my only concern is that I hope that they focused on trying to capture, uh, the, the dark humor, the sarcastic, satirical humor that was found throughout the Fallout games. Um. That is my concern, and only time will tell. It won't be until we're actually able to watch it uh, that we'll know. The other thing is the ghoul. I think the skin looks a little too clean. I, I, the ghouls were supposed to be uh, creatures that were old, like hundreds if not thousands of years old. Um... And uh, they were supposed to look like decaying humans. They lived forever, and the decay was a slow process. However, it was never like it was going to heal like a burn wound. Um, so I'm hoping what we see of the ghoul might change in some aspect. Like... Um, you know how uh, in the Avengers Affinity War trailer, uh, there were characters that were added that weren't actually in the, the, the final scene. Like the, the scene in the trailer is different from the scene in the movie. Like I think they, they either added Hulk or had removed Hulk or, or something like that. 
And I'm hoping that's kind of what they're doing there is a little misdirection is okay. You know, they the ghoul's going to look different. That's, that's just a version of it. I don't know, but that, yeah, that's my only complaint is that the, the ghoul looked a little too clean and for the ghouls to be walking around talking like this, calling everybody smooth skin, you know, your skin looks pretty goddamn smooth. Um, uh, but I am super, super fucking excited for the Fallout TV show. Um, I, I recently actually went and tried to play the first Fallout game. Um, and uh, I, I, 72 minutes. I logged 72 minutes on the, the video game. And that was it. I was done. I died most of that 72 minutes repeatedly. And I was like, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know how I'm supposed to do this. And I gave up. Uh, but I, I jumped into the Fallout series right at Fallout 3. And uh, have loved it ever since. Um the world that they've built, the stories that they've told, I love how they, they've continually built upon what was very clearly a, a tongue-in-cheek kind of style narrative to begin with. Like, the first Fallout game came out, um, fuck, when? When did it come out? That's a damn good question. Ninety-seven, October tenth, nineteen ninety-seven is when it released. Um, and uh, I was talking about it with a friend of mine the other day, and like I remember seeing the Fallout box art. I remember seeing the game because I grew up. Uh, like I said, we were poor, but my stepfather was into computers, and um, we would go into the computer stores and I would always wander the game section and I remember very clearly seeing the box maybe onion maybe um, I don't know if we'll see any actual characters we might see nods to characters you know um Cause like that dog, I don't know if that dog is supposed to be dog meat or not. Um, and the ghoul originally was supposed to be Hancock. Um, but they, they have since it seems referred to him only as the ghoul at this point. So we'll have to wait and see, but it would be cool to uh see some new vegas characters i guess it all just depends on where it takes place on the timeline um but new vegas was actually really good like it is one of my favorite fallout games and like it wasn't even made by bethesda necessarily it was uh a, a different company that had made it they were trying to keep keep a hold of the ipo they i i believe if i'm not mistaken the way the story goes is uh um, the company that ha made New Vegas actually had the IPO to do a multiplayer online uh, game and were forced to stop it 
for some reason, and then New Vegas came along. And and I might be mixing different. This this gray matter is old, man. Also, Onion, great to see you, buddy. How you been? Um. Oh, this will be something only Sim and uh, Onion get. Hat. Uh, but, uh, it would be cool. I expect to see kind of nods to all of the Fallout games, right? Like, I, I expect to see little Easter eggs and, ah, gotcha, moments all throughout it for all of the games. Uh, you know who I, oh, you know who I would love to see on the screen? I want to see the Mysterious Stranger. I want to hear that music play and see him on the screen. I I don't know how you would even begin to explain it in the, the realm of a TV show and the world that they have created uh, for it, but I would love to see the mysterious stranger pop up in the TV show. Down, 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 down. There are a few moments uh, in in movies or TV where I've just totally been a, a fucking little kid. Like, yeah, uh, Luke showing up in the the Mandalorian uh, was one of them, and uh, there've been a few more. But like, tr- trust me. If I am sitting there watching the the Fallout TV show and I hear that music and get to see the mysterious stranger on the screen, I will be a very happy inner child. I also can't wait to see the super mutants because, like, come on, the super mutants are prevalent throughout all of it. Well, anyways, for those of you that aren't gamers, let's get off the, the, the video games, or at least uh, I would like to. However, um, there is a problem. The second trailer that I can't play you is directly for a video game. Hell, I'm not even sure if I'm going to get away with playing that one. The GTA 6 trailer dropped. Grand Theft Auto 6 teaser trailer i guess or trailer one dropped it's all uh you know cinematics and and whatnot game looks amazing don't get me wrong graphics look great um i'm hoping for a decent storyline and some mechanics that i haven't seen before um but i'm gonna tell you that the mechanics i haven't seen before part is going to be really difficult because there's a lot of cool shit that i saw in rp that Hopefully, since, uh, you know, Rockstar acquired uh, CFX and 5M, that, uh, you know, some of it will make it over. But, um, a couple of things about the GTA trailer. One, I'm happy to see that they're in Florida and that they have amped Florida Man to a thousand, right? Like, every shot in that trailer is predominantly Florida Man uh on full display it is i am i am assuming that it is going to be like walking around in a state full of trevors um but if you noticed in the trailer they used legitimate florida man type 
stories as the inspiration. So much so that one individual is upset. You'll have to probably Google it. I don't have a picture up that I can pull up for you, but you'll have to probably Google it. But there is a guy named the Florida Joker. And the Florida Joker, <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh, feels like that they used his likeness or his likeness was the inspiration. So, okay. So GTA 6 takes place in the state of uh, Leonida. Uh, which is basically Rockstar's version of Florida. Fans quickly noticed a number of real-life Florida-related references in just the brief 90-second trailer. Uh, among them was what was very much, or among them was something that very much seemed to be a reference to a guy named Sullivan. He's a tattoo model who garnered plenty of online attention after his mugshot went viral in 2017. Obviously, of course, because of his green hair and the face tattoos that he had, he was immediately dubbed Florida Joker. The GTA version is seen in a quick shot of, a new, of news footage in the trailer and does look a tad different. Um, he has purple hair instead of green, and he has different face tattoos. But the similarities are certainly hard to ignore. Like If you see them side by side, it would be very difficult to argue that he was not the inspiration. Let me see. Can I, can I pull this up for you? Give me a second. I'm going to see if I can do it this way. There we go. And let me make an adjustment here. It's not going to be perfect but so it's a little smushed and squished but that's just because I was trying to make it fit but uh, yeah I, I I see what they say and uh, apparently the uh, the guy took to TikTok and he's like you know they got a character with the face tattoos and you know you know who they got that inspired by it was me just look me up florida joker you know what i'm talking about and then he finishes the video with gta we gotta talk now it's going to be interesting to see what happens here because i don't know if any of you remember or not um but i believe it was gta 3 it was either GTA 3 or GTA Vice City. 
um, got themselves in hot water uh, because Lindsay Lohan filed a suit saying that her likeness was uh, used for a minor character in GTA. Now, ultimately, the lawsuit was dismissed, um, but I don't know, man, with all the other things that they had in there, and granted, all the other videos, they did change slightly from the original, but you know damn well that it was referencing that. There's there's even a woman in the trailer who's talking to the camera holding two hammers in her hands. And there's a, a Florida woman story that has a woman walking up on camera with two hammers in her hands. Like, you know what you did. So now it's going to be interesting to see what comes of this, if anything. Um, the other thing that I've noticed, too, is the dude bros on the internet are freaking the fuck out because GTA has a female protagonist. It's one of the two characters you'll be playing as. And I don't understand what the problem is. Um, so what? And then that falls into that whole woke agenda thing again, which is dumb. Representation, right? Like, you don't always have to be a dude in a story. If you can't connect... If you can't enjoy a story and connect with the character just because they're a different gender from you, uh, the call might be coming from inside the house again. The, the The problem might be just staring back at you in the mirror. Um, but what do I know? I'm just a dude on the internet. <laughs> That's right, Skelly. Um, but yeah, so I, like I said, the minute the trailer dropped, I started seeing dude bros in the comments and I've started seeing posts now about it. And thankfully people know their history and there are others in the comment section that are coming in and be like, this isn't the first time you've played as a, a woman. Other GTA games have had you play, even if it's for a minor part as a female character, like let it go. <laughs> uh, Onion, if you can't, uh, for those of you that aren't, aren't in the chat, Onion said, uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with a female character in a crime game. Shit, some of the scariest crooks I know are tiny women. <laughs> well, and uh, Onion, she's also, um, oh man, I'm going to say the catch-all because I don't remember exactly the nationality, but I promise I will do better. She's a Hispanic woman. Right? Like, so that's that's scary plus, right? Cause like I'm 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 not going to say that women aren't scary. All I'm gonna say is that the right Hispanic woman when she's angry I would have rather been in a room with Mike Tyson making fun of him for the way he talks 
<laughs> and dealing with whatever consequences come from that than the right Hispanic woman who is upset at you. Because I have a chance of walking out of the room with Tyson. <laughs> Someone's going to fucking cancel me for that. I know it. Oh, shit. Speaking of canceled. While I'm thinking of it, do you guys know who Matt Reif is? Does anyone care who Matt Reif is at this point? But do you guys know who Matt Reif is? Matt Reif is that, like, chisel-jawed um, uh, uh, frat guy that has been all over TikTok doing stand-up, um, but mostly crowd work in the videos that he shows. Well, anyways... Matt Reif went and got himself canceled doing the dumbest goddamn thing he could have possibly done. Um, we'll see how bad it actually affects him. His Netflix special, he opens up with a domestic violence joke. Now, the problem with this is most of Matt Reif's fan base are women. And it's because he is funny. But it's mostly because he's funny and they find him good looking. And he opens his Netflix special with a joke that pissed off that fan base. And I've been talking with other comedians about it. And, uh, like, just the, the small-time people that I, I know. Uh, and I told them, the way I see it, he opened his show with a joke that was a read-the-room-type joke. And what I mean by read-the-room-type joke is the fact that that is a joke that you could probably get away with once you've a little, a, a lot deeper into your set, okay? You open, you get the room on your side, you get them liking you, you might get away with that joke. But you don't open with that joke or that type of joke. Because you have no idea the crowd you're standing in front of at that point. You they don't they know you, they've seen you on TikTok, they like you, but they don't trust you. And when you're doing stand-up, when you're doing any type of performance, you can't come out of the gate swinging like that. You have to build towards it. You have to gain their trust. You know, first, they got to like you. Then they got to trust you. Then you got to get them laughing with you. Then you might be able to get away with that joke. But that's not what he did. And then, instead of, like, recognizing that he made a misstep, he doubled down on it by issuing some, uh, a, a, an apology, a fake apology, essentially, um, with a link. Like, he's like, here is my apology. And the link takes you to a website to buy helmets for special needs people.
I I don't I don't believe that that is something that should be overlooked in 2023. Right? At this point, can we please stop punching down? Like shit's funny. Shit's funny on its own. You don't you don't you don't you don't have to punch down. And that's what that was. That was, that was punching down. So, yeah, uh, Matt Reif went and got himself canceled. We'll see what the, the actual damage is. It, it Unfortunately, I don't know why. I, if I did it, uh, please don't send me a cleanup bill. Um, but uh, he's... The, the way the way things go is like people get in trouble and then they disappear for a little bit or they pull back and then they come back and everybody's forgotten yeah pretty much Skelly we'll see um but uh I I don't know all I really ever saw from his stand-up though was him doing crowd work and like if you're good, with people, crowd work is easy, right? Like if again, if you've got people on your side, you can get away with crowd work because even if someone does try to say something shitty to you, you've got the rest of the audience on your side and you can rip into them and make fun of them. But uh, yeah, so all I'd really seen is crowd work, and like he was good at it. Don't get me wrong, but I, I didn't really, I didn't really see too much of his actual stand-up yes it can be but it's also sad about the rest of your material if the crowd work is your best work see a successful comedian has bits right a successful comedian has jokes that you can regurgitate at 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 will right it's uh here's your sign it's uh you might be a redneck if or you know, it's it's uh, it, it's the, the 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 standards for that comedian. They're the the jokes or the bits that they always end up doing, um, and that is what tends to make a comedian successful: is the uh, repeatability of their act. Now, you could probably make a decent living off of doing a new show every night you're not gonna sell at one time the it was to sell albums right like the 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 comedians would go on tour their tour would be so successful then they'd record their their tour and put it out on cd and i don't know if that's still like part of the industry or not anymore honestly but, uh, like, you you have to have something that is your catchphrase. It's your hook. And I think if you, you spend your whole career doing 
doing basically crowd work. Like there's nothing for, for people to latch on to then, right? Like it's a, a, a flash in the pan. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I never got into comedy. Like I never tried to do it myself. I'm just legitimately humorous at times and uh, just just roll with it from there, really. But yeah, so uh, uh, Matt Rife went and got himself canceled, so we'll see what ends up happening with that. Um, as soon as Sim showed him to me, I was like, it's only a matter of time. It is only a matter of time. That man's career is going to rise to a point, and then, boom, it's all going to come crumbling down. So, uh, let's see. This is what I was supposed to talk about back at, around Halloween, and it just uh, slipped past me. Uh, I actually cleaned my desk recently, so maybe I'll have a better chance of remembering shit. Um, and cleaned my computer up, too. But uh, there was a, there's supposedly a conspiracy theory going around that Party City has been using real human skin to make their clown masks. Uh, apparently... Um, some say Party City is using a three-pronged approach to harvest it. Apparently, they've been doing this for years. So basically, if you bought a mask like uh, any of the clown, like if you bought a clown mask last Halloween, it's may you may actually have been wearing human skin, in part. I heard this and I was like, what? Come on. I was like, I know the masks smell, but they don't smell like rotting flesh. Now, you're probably asking yourself, too, why the heck would somebody do this, let alone a company like Party City? <laughs> well, they don't have to feel like it. They're just subsidizing and, and you know, making the rubber go further. I don't know. Apparently, the reasoning behind the conspiracy theory is, to some, pretty sound. Uh, you see, after years of hard work and experimentation, uh, supposedly they discovered that the only way to get the exact right texture and mouthfeel for our clown masks was to use human skin. Supposedly, was said by a Party City costume designer. Customers certainly have a lot to say about it, too. In fact, one might have even said something like, I had no idea the masks were made from real human skin. It's, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's true, you know? We are the generation that's big on recycling. Let's uh, let's find a use for uh, Game Game Space, right? You know? She put on about three pounds of makeup every day before she left the house. Let's uh, repurpose game game's face and uh, the kids can wear it for Halloween. I just, I saw this and I was just like, that's fucking ridiculous. Somebody, somebody needs to be stopped. Like, just, just knock it off. Um... If you notice the imagery for the cult, we like octopi, we like tentacles, we like uh, the the Cthulhu style uh, creatures, and I 
personally, my favorite animal is the, the octopus. All right. Um, they're aliens. They don't belong here. We've talked about this before. My, my belief structure is, is that octopi or octopuses are not of this world originally. They're too smart. They, their DNA is like nothing else on the fucking planet. Like, all of us share similar DNA, except the fucking octopus. Um, apparently, they've uh, been seen building underwater cities. And I don't mean, like, fucking skyscrapers and shit like that. You know, they're, they're, but they are building communities. Which is weird, um, because octopuses have always been thought to be loners. Like, it's always been joked when you introduce two octopuses together in a tank, they're either going to fight to the death, one of them will come out on top, or they might breed. But for the most part, it was thought that the, the octopi are a solitary creature. And now scientists are observing them building communities using debris and seashells and other things that they find along uh, the ocean floor. They're, they're, they're on like rock ledges and stuff, built, using seashells and stuff to start building up little, city commu- little cities or little communities. And so it's changing what we quote unquote know about the the species itself um and it's i just thought it was cool like the the octopi are building cities they're building little communities could you imagine going to an underwater octopus cookout i could but then i live in a world of pure absurdity inside my head so I see uh, a full-on backyard picnic of uh, octopi out outside. One of them's got a little fucking grilling apron on, flipping burgers on the underwater grill. Uh, there's like three or four octopi kids running down the octopus street uh, and throwing a frisbee. You know, one shoots the tentacle up and ends up grabbing it, and it's suction cups. Like, yeah, it's it's a fucking absurd nightmare in there sometimes. Think of uh, a Rockwell, a Rockwell, Rockwellian painting with octopi. But yeah, like I said, I thought it was pretty cool that you know they're 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 learning new stuff about octopi, and because they are my favorite animal, you have to hear about it too. <laughs> Also, in the uh, the roundup of stories that I had been holding on to that I, I hadn't had a chance to do anything with, uh, there there was a story. It came out of Harris County, Texas. And uh, apparently... What the hell? Oh, you can't hear that. Why can I hear that? I don't want to hear that. There we go. There's a video playing somewhere on this uh, page that I'm on, and it it, uh, it was loud. I heard it. You didn't. I didn't want to hear it. Anyways, so apparently someone called 
the Harris County Sheriff's Department about a dead woman in a tree. And as scary as that sounds, what ended up being found was pure ridiculousness. So, of course, they roll out their fucking police, their ambulance, their fire, like, uh, all the lights, all the bells, just screaming. And they get to this tree that the, uh, the body is supposed to be in. And they roll the ladder up the tree and they scurry up the tree as fast as they up the ladder as fast as they can only to find that it was a sex doll. Someone had placed a sex doll up in a tree for some reason and the police ended up scrambling every fucking available hand because somebody thought they left that they had found a dead woman in a tree. That's where I left Linda. No, I know that's not true. You don't live here. You live uh, over in in the UK. I know that. Uh uh-uh, uh, you ain't been to Texas. But yeah, I don't know. This, this week has been an interesting week so far, and uh, you know, I I work my nine to five job, and I I say that I I tell people all the time I get paid to be friendly and helpful. The coworkers were in a side chat the other day, and I they were talking about their their morning routines, and I've come to realize that my morning routine is is I get up in the morning and I have a cup of coffee and. I smoke a cigarette, and then I go to the bathroom, and then before I go to work, I put on a decent human being costume, and I don't know who the fuck that guy is, but he's really good at his job. And I feel like a completely different person during my workday, because I'm nice i'm cheerful i'm friendly i'm helpful and you know i i genuinely feel bad when i can't fix a problem for somebody um you know when it's completely out of my control i lost 50 minutes on a phone call the other day because i was so focused on trying to help the individual that i I was on the phone with i missed a key piece of information a key detail to as to why i couldn't do the thing that i was trying to do to, i felt like an idiot luckily the the the, the caller was a uh, understanding and and very nice individual but yeah i i felt like a complete idiot because i lo- i lost 50 minutes trying to do something that if I had caught it right in the beginning, I would have known five minutes in that I couldn't do it. But uh, I, I don't know. Like we, this is this is an off week for us because um, we were supposed to be live last week, but uh, the cold weather snapped, and then so did my back. 
And when those two things coincide together, I can't stand to sit in this chair for that long. Um, I do my work shift, and then I get the fuck out of the chair, and I don't want to be in it until I got to work again. I am trying to figure out ways to get myself a new chair. I have found one that I like. It's just, uh, it's tough for everybody right now, right? Like, ain't nobody got nothing, really. It's hard to scrape together a few nickels uh, for anything other than what you absolutely need to survive, i.e. your rent, your groceries, your extra bills like heat and light and water. So, um, I am hoping and, and, and scrimping and, and trying to get towards the point where I can buy a new chair that will be much more comfortable for my back. No, I. Uh, the only way that you're allowed to do it is uh, by subscribing or by purchasing merch or if you can find the donation link that way. I, 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 I'm, I don't like asking friends for help. Um, at least not financially. Everybody's in a tough spot. Everybody's hurting. And, uh, well, see, there you go. I much prefer that anyways. You get something out of it in the long run. Um, but, uh, it's just a matter of trying to get myself to a point where I'm, I'm comfortable again. And this chair is not comfortable. This chair is a hand-me-down that was a hand-me-down. And uh, I've been keeping it together with uh, duct tape and prayer. Speaking of prayer, that brings me to the last thing that I knew for sure tonight that I wanted to talk about. Recently, making the rounds on the internet has been a dissertation on the movie It's a Wonderful Life. And in the, the, the post... It points to the fact that all anybody really seems to remember about It's a Wonderful Life is the fact that uh, it has that beautiful, happy ending, right? Like George Bailey uh, realizes that uh, he does belong in the world and that everybody loves him. And then there's every time a, a bell rings, an angel gets his wings and, you know, Clarence and all that. What people have forgotten is the whole reason George Bailey wound up in that situation to begin with. And that is because he wanted to commit suicide. His life was terrible. And he thought that the world would be better off without him because of all the terrible things that had happened to him. And this post uh, the, this dissertation on the movie brought that to light and pointed that back out to people that the movie is actually quite depressing when you get down to it and i was sitting there and and, and i've known this like i've seen the movie i i know the 
memory of certain aspect certain things is always shinier than the reality of it and it's a wonderful life is one of those movies but it brought to mind something that i'm calling the bailey index and this is how you this is kind of kind of how i look at life Life is good or bad in your perception, depending on which side of the Bailey Index you're on. Now, if you draw the line here, right, and you do down the middle, um, everything on this side of the Bailey Index is good. Everything on this side of the the other side of the Bailey index is bad. So the right side of the Bailey index is good. The left side of the Bailey index is bad. If you're picturing this at home in your head. On the right side of the Bailey index, you have all of the lives that George Bailey has touched. All, like all of the, the people whose lives have been made better because of their association or interactions or friendships or relationships with George Bailey. On the other side of the Bailey Index, you have George Bailey and all the experiences and strife and the trouble and the shit that he's gone through that in some way or another has made these other people's lives better. And I always joked that I always felt like a muse, like I was always able to make things work for other people, but never really make it work long term for myself. But after re, uh, after reading that dissertation and remembering how it's a wonderful life really is, I believe I'm going to use the Bailey index from now on. And there are a lot of people in my life that I would say have, and this is going to sound egotistical, and I'm sorry, I, I don't mean it to. There are a lot of people that are better for knowing me. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's made anything better for me. But I have touched a lot of lives. I've helped a lot of people. Um, I believe that I am a good friend. I believe that I'm a fairly decent human being. Um, I am by no means perfect. Um, and I have probably more bad days than good. Uh, but when i try it's it's very very evident that i i am trying and sometimes i'm just too tired to try and those are more often not the times where i've decided to go recluse and not interact with people but what it comes down to is uh there are a lot of people in our lives that their perception puts them on 
one side of the Bailey index or the other. And if you are an individual like George Bailey who have had problems and trouble and struggle, um, your perception of life is pretty grim. And while I do take solace and I do take comfort in the fact of knowing that I have touched a lot of lives, I've inspired people, I've, I've in some way made others' lives a little bit better, um, I have to admit that it doesn't bring as much comfort as if I had been able to make my life a little better. I don't know that I could say that I have any one individual that has inspired me or influenced me in the ways that I have inspired and influenced others. Um, but it is what it is, right? You know, you, you got to... You got to play the hand that you're dealt and you got to deal with your lot in life. And if my existence is here to better or brighten others, then that's it. That that's how it is. If I can make it from cradle to grave without starving to death, I guess I did okay and I guess I did what I was supposed to. All I know is if I get the chance to reincarnate, I don't want to come back. <laughs> I don't want to come back here. Uh-uh. Nope. I don't care what time period you're putting me in. Um, and if they tell me, well, you know, it's the future, you know, you'll you'll be brought back in forward ahead. And okay, well, I got some questions. What's shit like down there? Like, honestly, what are we dealing with? We dealing with uh, logical, sensible, decent human beings, or do we have a totalitarian utopia? Because uh, if it's the latter, I'll pass. I'm good. <laughs> Let me just float around for a while. I, I I don't know. Put me up in a closet. I I don't know. I don't know what you do with me, but I ain't coming back here. I I don't wanna. I don't want anything to do with Earth or anything anymore. Like. I just don't see a lot of good coming from it. I, I, I see that maybe, maybe on the other side of it, but I have no idea how long it's going to take us to get to the other side. Moving forward with the show, we're going to be diving into cryptids and creepy and unexplained stuff that uh, has happened throughout uh, the, the world. Uh, we're going to pick certain topics and sometimes they're going to be multiple part episodes sometimes they'll be little one shots um but the long and the short of it is uh starting in 2024 we are bringing forth case closed which will be looking at true crime we'll be leaning in harder to the weird and the unexplained with the main show and we'll be telling you scary ghost stories on Patreon. I think I'm going to put it at like five bucks. Uh, it, 
I got an idea on how I want to do the tiers, but uh, I don't think you're going to go higher than like $5. I think maybe uh, what I've been kicking around is like you pay $1 a month and you get your name listed in the episode uh, in the description below, right? You pay $3 a month and we shout you out during the show. Uh, we do a, a mid-roll for our own Patreon. And for $5 a month, um, you'll actually get your name on the screen. And I think that's that's it. Until, until we have other shit that we want to do. I think that's how it's going to go. But, you know, again, I understand that when it comes to the... Uh, when it comes to what we want to do with Dead of Night, we know it's very niche, and we hope that, you know, the the modest amount that we're asking for it, people will be interested in paying. The way it's going to work, like I said, is you'll get the main show uh, two weeks out of the month, and then you'll get the, the true crime show two weeks out of the month. And then the the Patreon offering will be there. We're going to try and do weekly, but we'll see what ends up happening with it. Um, ideally, what it would be is we all sit down together and we knock out, um, like, uh, we knock out a whole day. And we just take turns reading to each other, and then I take all of that audio and cut it up and turn it into a uh, a series that I can just drop. Right? There's six of us, so it would say it would take seven hours. All right? You have, everybody gets an hour to tell a story. Um, and then I take that and I cut it down. You know, so I, I get it to fit. Because I, I figure seven hours for six is is reasonable when you only got to worry about the audio. Um, and then I cut it down and then, boom, we've got six weeks of episodes. When I get down to week four, week three, we get together again and we sit down and we do six more. That seems like what would be the most easily manageable is if everyone can devote like a day to record and then I go forward from there. We'll see. We gotta I gotta talk to everybody and make sure and see what where their mindset is if they wanna try and meet weekly or they wanna try and meet once a month. But, uh, I think we'll be doing okay. Our download numbers have been good. Uh, we're, we're really kind of hitting it off. We'll see how this one does, because this is a, a mishmash. I'm going to be honest with you. If you've just found us, every so often you're going to get a weird little mishmash show like this. Where it's just a bunch of shit that I, I feel like talking about. Um, sometimes the researchers need a break. Hell, even sometimes I need a break from all the weird and kooky shit that I, I 
I'm into. Uh, we are testing out a new merch store, and we are testing out some new merch ideas. Um, one of them is the shirt that we have right now that is listed. I think there's like 10 days left for it. What is this place? What is it that you do here? Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Open up this door. But uh, there'll be a link with the episode uh, in the description. But uh, we have a, a shirt design up that uh, will be valid for probably another 10 days. And uh, we're working on finding a new home for the, the full store. Um, I want a place that has not only a versatile variety of offerings... But I also want the ability to be able to do coupon codes for you guys. I uh, the 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 site that I'm on now does sales pretty regularly, you know, and you are somewhat in control. But I really would like to be able to just okay, you know what? Here's a coupon code for twenty percent off. And the problem that I'm having is my memory is terrible. I want a shop that will allow me to create a coupon code that is only good for a certain amount of time. And then once that time passes, that code is no longer good anymore. And uh, I want to be able to, to pick and choose when I do this. Shit's expensive. Every site I look at. Hell, I think the t-shirt we have right now is... is 25 25 bucks I think 22 and some change hoodies are upwards of like 35 to 40 and I want people to buy the merch but I don't want them to feel like they're paying an arm and a leg I'll have to take a look at that one then Onion cause I need something, something that's going to work, something that works for me. And maybe what I want is is asking too much. Who knows? But I'm going to shop it around and see. And the other thing is, too, is I need to be able, I need to have the income to, to be able to buy the merch, like set up a shop and be like, okay, I'm going to order one from this shop. I'm going to order one from this shop. I'm going to order one from this shop. And I want to see what the best quality and the, the turnaround time is. Because that's going to be important too. I've got a lot of really cool design ideas. I've got a lot of shit that I'm sitting on. Um, that I, I need to, to push out. But. I want it to be quality and I want it to be affordable. Um, I'm kind of sad, Onion, that the coffee mug broke on you so soon. Now, I don't know if I asked, did, did you use that coffee mug every single day? Or was it just a freak accident that it broke? 
Cause that that's that's a problem. Cause if the coffee mugs that are are available through the 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 Twitch channel are not good quality, I I don't want people spending their money on them. I don't want the shit to break on you. I don't. I used it every day, so wear and tear, regular wear and tear. Um, I know that happens. So maybe maybe it wasn't a poor quality coffee mug. Maybe it just it was well loved. Um but yeah, so the merch store is going to be changing and uh we're we're trying to to do a, a few different things. If you notice uh if you're watching us here on Twitch or you're watching on YouTube after the fact, on screen we've got uh our socials, like all the places that you can find us, the icons for them, all the places that you can listen to the show listed. Like we're I want to I want to try and and do better in 2024 with letting you know where you can find things and and what we have available because um that's the only way that we grow right that's the only way that we we get bigger and and better than what we are right now because right now we are available on and just the ones that are listed here. We're available on iHeartRadio. We're available on Spotify. We're available on Amazon Music. We're available on Apple Podcasts. We're available on Google Podcasts. We're available on Pandora. Um, there's a ton of other uh, podcast sites like CastBox and uh, uh, Good Pods and, and, and others that we're on as well. Um, literally... You can Google Cult of Odd, and we will probably take up the first three quarters of the infinite page. We are literally everywhere. And then for our, our socials, uh, you can find us on Facebook, on uh, what used to be known as Twitter. You can find us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and we even have our own subreddit. Which uh, is just r slash cultivad. Which hey, if you use Reddit regularly, by all means, go check out our our Reddit, join, and you know start sharing shit with us. Um, you never know; you might share something interesting enough that it gets turned into an episode. But uh, I just I wanted to use tonight as a chance to just kind of be able to chill and talk about whatever the hell was on my mind and whatever the hell came to mind. Uh, we are still gaming regularly. Um, if uh, you like survival games, we've been playing Ark a lot. Um, there's a few games that I've got my eye on that once I, I get some extra money, I'm going to end up getting and playing through. Um, I want to finish My Friendly Neighborhood and do that on stream. Um, I, I also, we have the goal for ourselves on Twitch here. Um, we'd like to hit at 400 followers by our, our affiliate anniversary in January. Um, we're at almost 300 now. Um, we also have, uh, a subscriber goal of, uh, 10 
that we'd like to hit. So 10 new subscribers and follower goal of 400 by the time uh, our anniversary rolls around. I I don't know. I've been contemplating just just a lot of stuff lately. I've spent more time in my head while I'm at work than anything else. And it, it, sometimes that's a bad thing. Lately it hasn't been. And, you know, it's... I am trying to find that even keel to ride the next 30, 40 years on. Um... I am making efforts within myself to to try to be a little bit better. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm tired of feeling so excitable all the time. I'm tired of reacting. Um, I want to act instead of react at this point. And the problem is, is, uh, I have good days and I have bad days. And on the good days, I want to try and fucking do everything. And when the bad days show up, it means that I have to slow down on everything that I'm doing. I had a friend of mine that was like, Hey, you know, that idea we had to make a video game, you know, if we can get the, the drive together and started in March, we could probably release it by Halloween. And I was like, dude, I, I don't, I, I can't think that far ahead. Like, I have no idea what life is going to throw at me. And I can't commit to anything outside of what I'm already doing. Because I know that life has a, a way of kicking me in the nards. And despite whatever I've got planned, shit changes. And I don't make plans for the future. I don't. I don't really think about the future per se because in my experience the minute you start planning for every anything is about 10 minutes before it all falls apart so I'm literally just getting from one day to the next at this point I'm going to enjoy the fact that uh, I got to hang out with you people tonight. I'm going to enjoy the process of editing and getting the show ready for posting and, and getting it uploaded and all of that. Um, I may stay up for a little bit longer and play video games again. Um, but for the most part, I'm not too worried about tomorrow because I'm not there yet if this show doesn't do great in the numbers you know for downloads then we know that uh, the the off the rails and rambling type shows aren't what you're looking for anymore <laughs> maybe you prefer the uh, the the more polished and put together episodes where it takes us two to three weeks uh, to research a given topic to bring forth a, a decent show. Um, 
maybe you'll really enjoy uh, Case Closed and the main show, you know, won't get the attention. Who knows? I don't care anymore. Where I'm at is I want to do it. I want to see what's going to happen. I saw something today uh, that I may even turn into a t-shirt for us is it said, yes, I calculated the risks. Unfortunately, I'm bad at math. And, uh, if that doesn't just say it all right there for me personally in life, <laughs> I think a lot of us too, I think it's a big thing too, is that that's the, the thing that I love that I've built with what we do is I have a community of weirdos that, uh, is just the best bunch of fucking weirdos you could ever want. Everybody's got their own personalities. Everybody's personality is is somewhere off in left field. Um, We have a few normies with us. Uh, I am going to call one of them out. I believe Dave falls into the normie category more than he does the weirdo category. But he enjoys us weirdos. And we enjoy him, so... Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's in the past year from, from doing different types of RP, I've met some of the greatest bunch of people you could ever want to meet. I'm out some of the biggest fucking assholes too, but, uh, you, I've met some of the greatest bunch of people you could ever want to meet. And I am grateful for each and every one of them. Some of you I wish I lived closer to so I could see on a more regular basis. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can be a freak. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I want to, I, I really want to shout out to uh, Raccoon, uh, Dave the Dad Dude, uh, Sean Woodgood, um, Skelly and, uh, any number of the rest of you onion, even I met onion while I was RPN. And, uh, even though I, I don't talk to onion as much as I talk to everybody else, I'm always happy to see him. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad you stopped by tonight onion. Uh, I've been wondering how you were, uh, each and every one of them has brought something unique and it, it's been a joy knowing them. And this, this last year hanging out together, I mean, I have hung out with most of the people that I just named almost every single day for a solid year through discord VCs. And if you would like to be a part of our weird little group, we, we have a discord set up and you're welcome to join it. We even have a handy-dandy link. My eyes are getting blurry because I'm tired. Um, Where you can get to us. But uh, it has been a great year with these people. And I hope that there are many more to come. Um, being an adult and making friends is very difficult. 
It does not come easily as an adult, and keeping those friendships is even harder at times. But the the group that I have found that I interact with on a regular basis, I I enjoy each and every one of you, and I, I enjoy the inspiration and the uh, camaraderie that has been there. Um, there's quite a few of you that support the ridiculous thing that I do here, whether it's the podcast or doing the uh, the streams for video games. Um, everyone shows up on a regular basis, and I I appreciate that. I I don't know. It's it's just. <sighs> I guess I find myself doing this every December, right? Like, maybe it's, uh, maybe we're supposed to. Maybe everyone does this. I'm sure to some degree they do. It's like you kind of reflect back on the last year. And the last year has has really been shitty. Like, it's there have been a lot of downs. Um, but thankfully, the group of people... What up, Bryce? Um, the group of people that I have been hanging with have made it a little less sucky. Bryce is one of those people. Bryce is one of my IRL friends, but uh, I brought him into the weird little community that I've built, and he fit right in. And Though uh, he's not around as much as everyone else, um we we still love him and we still miss him and and for those of you that don't know Bryce is a musician and uh if you click his name if you're in the chat um go give him a follow uh Bryce J Rogers music uh Bryce is the if you took sunshine and friendliness and put it inside of a human. That would be Bryce. Bryce is like the best parts of Mr. Rogers, Bob Ross, um, you know, all the 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 like Sesame Street, old school Sesame Street, all of it just kind of rolled into one unique individual. And uh, I, I I've I've always joked that. I want to see Bryce mad. I really, truly want to see this man just spitting mad. Because I, I, I just, I don't think it's possible. I'm sure it is. But because all I've ever seen from Bryce is this this happy, even when he's telling the trolls to go fuck themselves, he's still so fucking cheerful and nice. Like, one day, one day, I hope to see, I don't want to be the cause of it, but I hope to see Bryce, like, just fighting mad. Because I, I want I want to see it. Like, I've heard Bryce c- c- cuss, don't get me wrong, 
but it, you get these gosh darn it and all and and all the, these 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 very nice ways of of going about a, a expressing exasperation and i i really do i just want to see bryce really pissed off one day where he's at the point he's like listen here you motherfucker i'm fucking tired of you fucking bullshit i'm not gonna smile and be sunshine and fucking rainbows you can go fuck yourself and get the fuck out of my face or i'm gonna punch you i'm gonna beat the shit out of you like i just i want to see angry angry beyond belief bryce <laughs> when that day comes i'll let you know all right <laughs> but yeah by all means bryce j rogers on fa uh bryce j rogers uh, uh on facebook i believe it is bryce j rogers music here on twitch um he is uh the dot modern dot bard on tiktok um and then, of course, uh, if you look up uh, Bryce J. Rogers on, like, Spotify, YouTube, uh, and iTunes, I believe, uh, you'll be able to find his music there, too, I think. But go buy Bryce's albums. Go give that boy some money. <clears throat> he er has earned it. That's right. I'm shilling for everybody else right now. But, uh, yeah, so uh, next week uh, we should probably have a little more put together of a show. I've got an idea of what I want to do. Uh, I think I want to go through some of the, the creepier holiday traditions from around the world through the years. And uh, maybe give you a history lesson on the Krampus um and uh basically just kind of really lean into our weird side of things for the upcoming holiday oh bryce you know what uh, you show up if you make yourself known i'm always going to do that and i believe in what you do not only are you good at what you do but i believe in what you do and I have been told numerous times throughout my life that I could be a salesman. And while that is very true, the problem is, is I have to believe in the product that I'm selling. And most of the things that I could be a salesman for, I don't believe in. But I believe in Bryce. I believe in his music. That boy works harder than any other person I know uh, when it comes to, to music. He is constantly thinking about his, his, his presence and the verbiage that he's using and the music that he's putting forth and the, the feeling and the emotion that he wants for like his live streams and stuff like that. Um, that kind of effort deserves the attention. So, I will always, always plug your music. Granted, it is not the type of stuff that I would normally listen to. And I've told you this before. Um, but that does not mean that it is in any way, shape, or form bad. It's just not what I would normally listen to. But it is very, very good. I love the way you play with words. But, uh, 
yeah, so next week uh, will be like creepy ho- uh, holiday traditions from around the world, and I, I think we're going to have some fun with that. I think I'm going to make Sims spend the next two weeks uh, researching stuff for me while I'm at work. And that way, when uh, we're ready, we have a full episode to give you on the uh, holiday traditions from all around the world. I want to thank everyone that joined us tonight. I want to thank Sim for hanging out in the chat. I want to thank uh, a sensual onion. Uh, Sailor Rob for swinging through. Uh, Bryce, Skelly, uh, and anyone else that was listening or was with us live that didn't feel like chatting. Um, Thank you for continually uh, paying attention to what I do. Um, thank you for the support, uh, the listens, the downloads, the all the times that I run stupid shit past you, whether it's a, an image or an idea or, you know, any other number of things. Uh, your continued support in what we do here is very important. And if you're wondering what the Latin around the coin in our new logo states it is our motto it is our belief structure for the cult and it is come as you are be who you are jeez you're easy to impress almost what up dave you missed it i was talking about you earlier dave has got 11 months under his belt as a subscriber to the cult of odd one more and he is at a full year and I got to figure out something cool to do for him when he's at a full year of subscriber. But yeah, the uh, the lo- the motto around the coin up at the top there is in Latin. And it says, come as you are, be who you are. And I believe that that is the best way to describe what we do here. Is... We are welcoming of who and whatever you are. As long as you're not a fucking asshole. And there's a difference. You can be an asshole. Because we're all assholes. Don't get me wrong. But we're assholes to each other because we know each other. And we share the similar belief structure is that we need to take care of each other. Even if you're not part of our group, we're still going to be nice to you. Oh, damn. Oh, she got him. We've been playing Ark with Dave, and uh, Dave likes to kill dinos. Dave the dino killer. Uh but yeah, so the the motto of of the cult of Ad here is "Come as you are, be who you are." We we accept you. We we make uh, no allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, we try not to make any assumptions, and we let you tell us who you are and what you are, and then we we roll with it. But yeah, so next week will be Creepy Holiday Traditions. Sim will have two weeks to to get me a story uh, or get me stuff together so I can can do it. We'll do the history of the Krampus and some other things from around the world. 
pat it out for two hours and uh, kind of creep the fuck out of you right before, you know, Santa Claus is supposed to show up. Which also, too, I have to point out, there is a theory that I've seen on uh, uh, on the internet. Uh, I believe Sim sent it to me originally, but I've seen more and more about it. Um, if your children ever wonder if Santa Claus is real, you really only have to tell them he's as real as you believe he is. Because... The, the the pagan community brought up a very, very good point. Is that Santa Claus may not be real for everybody. But the houses that uh, invoke him, i.e. <clears throat> leave an offering out, uh, build an altar to him. Um, the houses that do make those steps, maybe Santa does visit. Because your Christmas tree, your fucking Christmas lights, all the decorations and stuff that you you put up, that's your altar that you're building towards Santa Claus. And then at night, on Christmas Eve, when your children insist on leaving milk and cookies out for Santa Claus, that's the offering. That's the uh, quote-unquote sacrifice. So, yeah, you are... uh, you are trying to invoke Santa Claus. There's a happy thought for you. Anyways. <coughs> Sorry. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you had a good time tonight. I know I did. Um, please follow us on our, our socials. Uh, by all means, jump over to Reddit and, and, and hit the subreddit there and join that. Because I really am thinking about pulling back further and further from Facebook. I'm just not. I'm just not interested in the typical social media anymore. Um, Twitter is a cesspool. Facebook is just. Uh, I don't even know what to describe Facebook as anymore. It's it just is, and uh, I'm tired of both of them. Instagram is just a bunch of people trying to show off things that they don't actually have to make others feel like they're missing out on something. What is something. this place? What is it that you do here? Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Open up this door. That's got to be the most appropriate sound that I've ever put up. Make sure you go check out oldmillcoffee.com. Um, and... Uh, you know, I, I just, I'm tired of the typical social media. I really am. So come hang out with us in Discord and come hang out with us on Reddit because yeah, I would not be surprised at all if by this time next year I am nowhere to be found on Facebook anymore except for my personal profile that I will use very little. Until next time, I want to leave you with the same words that we end every show with. In the immortal words of the Iron Sheik, good night and go fuck yourselves. See you next time.